All right, so Cal Oak's supposed to call us in a minute. As long as people stop, like, calling it. No, no. Hi, this is Yippity from Travel Promotions. We're here to talk about man. No, no, no. Would you like to be on the radio, ma'am? Uh, no, I just, I hung up. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now it looks a little bit more like rain. Is it raining? Now? Yeah, I think longer? the, well, the rain line. They said it was going to move. It was supposed to start around 11? Looks like it's moving to me. Look at our window. Yeah, Looks I like think rain it's... rain to me. That's, that, seems like more of a, that seems like more of a slush than a rain to me. Yeah, it ain't pretty. No, it's not great. And it, when it cools off tonight, it's going to be skating rink. Yeah, it's not... As they would as her, as they would say, it's not what you want. It's my not car what you're will be for. parked on the road somewhere because I won't yeah. be able to get in my driveway. <laughs> in in in, da- in Lewiston, up on Upper College Street, probably. Probably. Unless that's called College Ave now, I don't know. Cal Oaks joins us now from the Georgetown News Graphic in Kentucky and from the Sun Journal. Good morning, you're sir. About, you're all talking about things that make my head hurt. Oh, oh, oh it's boy. just ridiculous. Like my kids are going on three snow days before Christmas, and it's like, really, dude. Really, this before, is where we're at. Before December, even. Before December. <laughs> yeah. I don't Fourth even... of July party at school. Yeah, it'll be. <laughs> Look, I'm looking forward. I'm sure they're going to go right over the Constitution this year, too. It'll be great. Um, you know, it'll just be, be a nice little. Hey, they could all well, dress up like Thomas phone. Jefferson. Yeah. Yes. There's going to be a lot of civics going on, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So my first, uh, my first question to you is, um, you watched the twelve overtime game the other night between uh, between A uh, and M and LSU, right? Like, yeah. Can you explain the brawl after the game for me? Like, I all I know is uh, Kevin Falk was somebody, involved. Uh, what I heard is that somebody went after somebody with some sort of special needs or handicap accessibility issue or something, and Kevin Falk wailed on him. <laughs> well, so. oh. That was what that was what I heard. I don't know the truth of that, but he was defending someone else that you know maybe couldn't defend themselves. So that that doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's the kind of guy he is. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there was yeah, a radio broadcast on him. Is what I'm what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. I guess for what I've seen, I guess what 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 that was. I guess one of the radio broadcasters has Parkinson's, and he got punched that's in the face or something. Okay, that's what it is. Yep. And uh, so, okay, good. That all puts it together now. Okay, so and apparently the 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 offending puncher he had some connection. He had some connection to both schools uh, somehow. I yeah, guess, he used to do something for LSU. Right. Yeah. And he, um, I, I guess for for some reason, like, or, or, or he's. Whatever, I guess he's Jimbo Fisher's nephew or something. So I guess oh, he's got ties to both, yeah, or I didn't know that. however that goes. So I don't think I he's. Mean, obviously, emotions were high after that game. Uh, it was. It was. I mean, I can't imagine being part of that. It was. It was. It was grueling to watch. I. I what I want to know is like, um, were were you, um, you know, where where you are down in down in Kentucky? Do they still coach defense down there? Or are they just not bothering anymore? Because I'm well, beginning to wonder that. if there's yeah, a point to it. The defense in that game was pretty good. It was 28-28 or 31-31 or something. I mean, you get you know, actually SEC. You tend to get a lot more defensive struggles, but that one, uh, you know, certainly got out of hand with the overtimes. But um, I just think, in general, offense is ahead of defense um, in, in all of football. I mean, I, I think I wrote about that a couple weeks ago. I think that's that's part of the issue with people being upset about high school blowouts in Maine is that a blowout looks different these days. A blowout used to be twenty-seven to seven, and now a blowout's fifty-nine to. 
14, and that upsets people more <laughs> for some yeah. reason. <laughs> Talking with uh, Cal Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. So Western Kentucky, well, Maine, uh, just taking out coaches left and right, you know, Central Michigan. Yeah, apparently if you want to get fired, schedule Maine. <laughs> that's, I guess that's Moving what on. it is. Yeah, he wants to move on. Yeah, they, they hired uh, Western Kentucky. Apparently, filled that void pretty quickly. It sounds like they're going with the Tennessee uh, offense coordinator or, or quarterback coach or something. One or the other. They're gonna. They're gonna. I, I didn't know you could fill a uh, opening in college that quickly. I figured there was a similar situation in the Rooney Rule where you had to go go through a few different channels before you could do that. But uh, well, how about the story is that they have uh, they have their guy already. How about North Carolina, North Carolina State? There was a, a fight at the end of that one, and North Carolina fired their coach right after and hired Mac Brown before the <laughs> before the bus was out of the parking lot, I think. <laughs> Sounds like that one was probably uh, the, the, the wheels were turning, think, no pun intended, for, for a while if that, was, if that was the case. But, yeah, Mac Brown back into, back into coaching, and uh, that's a, a straight. I'm, I'm always happy to see a guy like that get back into it, but college is such a such a recruiting heavy game now. Is he wanting to take all that on at this point in life? It'll be interesting to see. Well, and he listed. I just saw an article. He listed Cliff Kingsbury, who just got let go at Texas. He yeah, listed Texas four guys who just got let go that he was going to hire as his staff. It's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> well, that'll be pretty interesting. Coffee now, the world clash. is different now. The, the news news travels more quickly, and I guess uh, so. uh, you can you can. But you can line those those things up, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a brutal game. I mean, you don't get it's it's interesting that you don't get five years anymore. You know, it used to be you know you'd at least get a full recruiting cycle and in Division right. One sports, that's football especially, that's generally five years. But you, you see that happening. Well, I mean, if, if Taggart has another year like this at Florida State, he'll be done. There's no question about that. So you don't you don't get that uh, you don't get the honeymoon anymore. There, you're expected to, to win immediately and. Uh, not just go to a bowl game win, but you know, eight, nine, ten wins, win or otherwise. I mean, as much as Stoops has built up Kentucky, there's people that were, you know, not not clamoring for his head midseason, but they lost a couple of games and people were upset. I'm like, are you serious? I mean, you guys were like two and ten perennially there until he showed up. How in the world could anyone want him canned right now? I think they were more going after his offensive coordinator, but because uh, uh, again, that was a, a defensive-heavy uh, team there in midseason, things were just not clicking, and they they went away from Snell. I think I think teams were stacking the box against them, and they weren't finding ways to, to get around it. But uh, you know, ultimately, uh, the head coach gets gets blamed a little bit, and you're thinking, well, that that that's a little that's a little off because there's <laughs> a guy that's uh, really changed the culture there, obviously. And uh, I mean, I think that's relented a little bit. I think he, he gets he gets mostly the credit he deserves. But uh, man, to, to even say any one cross word about the job that guy had done uh, to start off and be in the top ten and, and start the season the way they did. I mean, come on, you gotta gotta, gotta just just nothing should be nothing but praise at that point. Talking with Cal Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. Yeah, I, the. The thing with the Western Kentucky coach didn't really surprise me because I guess they weren't real excited. But to me, blowing a twenty-one to nothing lead to an FCS opponent on your uh, on your team's you know hundredth anniversary, whatever it is, is yeah. is kind of a is is kind of not the best way Definitely to go. No. It seems. No. I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah. think your season was going to recover from that, and it didn't. I mean, they went out they went out with a win, which is nice. 
and you know, but three and three and eight, three and nine, not going to get it done. Well, and not only that, you 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 blow that game, right? Okay. Yeah. But then the next week, you have a chance to to beat Louisville, and you know, people are like, oh, Louisville's terrible. So that's the point. You're supposed to go yeah. out and win that game, <laughs> and they led the game for most of the game, and then they blew it at the end. And to me, that's like, ugh. That's a my guess is if they played Louisville the last two or three weeks, they probably would have won that game. Oh, totally. The timing is everything uh, because they they tank their season, no question. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. It's well, I mean, they they tanked it because they just you know, I think yeah. they only have like six scholarships yeah, I, or something. I, mean, I think it, it all. I think it all speaks to the the greatness of Lamar Jackson. I don't think that team had talent the last two years. I <laughs> think you know. Great. He, they, I think they were they, to go eight and four was miraculous because of because of, of the things he did, and uh, I think it was they were ready for a fall. And I don't think Petrino, I don't think Petrino two had been a good uh, a good experiment. And uh, it's going to be interesting. It's kind of a crap show right now. That <laughs> they're obviously trying to get Brom in there, and I don't think he's I don't think he's wowed by their offer at this point. What I'm hearing. So, uh, and I don't even know if that's a step up from Purdue right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think your chances of getting where you want to go and that uh, in the structure of the the, the FBS-type championship right now is maybe through the Big Ten and not through the ACC. Uh, things uh, things are pretty good at Clemson right now. I mean, to, to, to build their, your program to the point where you can contend for that spot in the top four, I think is a little far-fetched right now, so... Maybe maybe stay at Purdue. I don't know. Maybe that's a, well. I mean, somebody. Uh, I read something the other day. I think it was yesterday. Somebody said that they were uh, Brom was surprised that the offer from Louisville was so low. It's like, listen, what do you think they can afford right now, buddy? Like, what are you? <laughs> I was gonna say, I, you're you're stepping into something there anyway to begin with. If you take that job, I mean, it's not. Uh, I was a little surprised they were able to to lure Chris Mack away. So uh, it's uh, it's not a it's not a great spot right now <laughs> and uh yeah they're they're a little bit uh they're probably a little strapped for cash so uh just a little yeah be interesting to see how it goes so is is is, is mrs oaks now currently is she like an nfl draft expert at this point you know with all those draft picks she for next year be. i mean thanksgiving was hard on her if you think about khalil mack and, and the bears defense kind of to taking over that game in the second half and then amari cooper just going stone cold nuts <laughs> against the Redskins in the second half. And, yeah, I felt sorry for her having to watch that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, with three three first-round picks, she, she should be uh, she should be the Mel Kuyper Jr. of the South, that's for sure. That's what I assumed. I just I, – I expected that. So that's what I was – you know, that's what I assumed. She's not anyway. a big college football fan, but um, I, I would think she would need to at least turn her attention to that a little bit. But, uh <laughs> I don't know. I, it's gonna be, you got to see what they're going to do with with Derek Carr. I mean, that's that. Is he going to is he going to stay in that situation with Gruden? Is Gruden going to stay in that situation with him? I mean, is that another spot where they're going to dump salary? And uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Talking with Cal Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. High school football season still going on down there, or have you moved on uh, to it basketball is, they, now? It is state championship weekend. Uh, this. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yes, Sunday. Uh, the NBA would bristle at that. Um, but uh, Scott County plays Saturday night at eight, and the games are all at UK Kroger Field. So uh, 
Yeah, yeah, it's a busy week for me. I'm I'm in the in the middle of tonight's opening night for for boys basketball, and then uh, Saturday I'll be going back covering a football game, and Sunday I'll have a girls basketball game, and I actually have a girls basketball game Wednesday too. So basically, it's yeah, it's that it's that season for me. But uh, Scott County's first state title game in five years. Tough to get to a state title game, you know. You when you talk about classes, and you know, are there enough classes in Maine? Are there too many classes? There are six classes for about 200 teams in Kentucky, so uh, there are two state finalists out of 32. And there's really no regions. Things are kind of you know, yes and no. There are regions. You, you, it's, it's a predetermined bracket every year, and you play teams from roughly your part of the state to get to at least the semifinals. But uh, it's a little more of a jumble. So getting there's tough. Uh, they were state champs in 2013, and once they finished the job, they've won uh, six in a row now after a little little sluggish moment in midseason but uh some of that was some of that was due to injuries and schedule and, and a lot of other things so right team right time right uh right uh peaking at the right time for sure so uh it's exciting exciting times are out here it's a little more work for me than maybe <laughs> maybe usual in the end of november but we're we're dealing with it just fine it's a happy problem Talking with Cal Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. All right, so, you know, we talked about the Kentucky program and how they kind of built themselves up this year. I mean, they had a really good year this year. Yeah. Um, looked like the fan base was actually somewhat excited. I mean, not as excited as they would be for basketball, but, you know, still, no, you know, getting that's there. that's fair to say. Right. So, you know, University of Maine will be hosting their second ever home playoff game this weekend. This one will not be against New Hampshire, so the New Hampshire fans aren't going to be able to, to slide up like no, last time. And that, and that one drew what, 6,000? Uh, the the official was 7,800 on that one. Yeah, okay. Well, so that's that's, that's that was the official on that. But what exactly, what exactly, is, is there any sort of way that people can actually start getting excited about because i feel like when we were younger like you know mid 80s you know 86 87 like those those mike buck carl smith teams like i thought those were as followed as as any of the other ones i know the hockey team was and it's just yeah just stopped and i I don't i don't feel like i feel like there was a little bit of a buzz then i think that was kind of new territory for maine and maine had always had some moments of glory on the national scene, but football was different back then. It's kind of like baseball was different back then too. I mean, I think the big, the big, big thing in in those late mid to late eighties years was baseball. Still, uh, I mean, people still related to that team that had been to the College World Series what five times or out of seven years or something like that. So, but uh, it was kind of a pleasant surprise for football at that point, and uh, to be in the you know, when things got kind of restructured and they were in that playoff for the first time, it was. Uh, big deal but yeah it just seems like there's never been that sustained interest and i don't know if it's because there hasn't been that sustained success i mean we've talked about it before i've written about it before i mean for all that that i I love jack cosgrove and he he battled you know he was fighting against the tide up there really it was you know football was not a, a priority when he took over and you know his career record was 500 for a guy that did the job that he did that's you know Maybe that there was like there would be a year where they would go to the quarterfinals or, or the first round of the NCAAs, and then there would be two or three years where they were five and six, and you know they just had to reload again. And Maine has just never been in that position where, like a 
some of these teams that have moved on to the uh, to the FBS, like a Western Kentucky, like uh, uh, Georgia Southern, et cetera, et cetera, uh, they just haven't been in that position where they can they can go ten and two every year. And some of it is just regional, and some of it, and some of the fact that the, the interest hasn't taken off and and been sustained is just a, is a geographical thing. I just don't think football, college football. I mean, even when I was a kid, college football, you couldn't even count on it being on TV in Maine every week. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't count on Channel 13 showing the game because, God forbid, it run over into their news. So sometimes they would, you know, sometimes you had to be lucky and, and get someone else's station. Whether it was Channel 5 out of Bangor might show it, you you, you know, if you prayed hard enough or something. But uh, if you, you know, grabbed the, if you... Football, college football was just never, uh, never huge in Maine. I didn't understand it. Kid, I was obsessed with it. You know, whatever season it was, I was obsessed with, with pro college, high school, you name it. But uh, it, there just didn't seem to be that widespread interest, and I, and I think that's part of it. And you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, you know. I can't speak to how Maine has promoted their their sports or whatever. I, I just don't feel like there's been a great, you know, outreach to to promote Maine football in, in the rest of the state. They've played a couple of games down in Portland, but uh, you know. I, and those haven't been all that well. I mean, I don't remember the crowds being fantastic. So, I don't know. I think it is what it is. I think they'll get what they get. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it'll be the same crowd that they had for a game against UNH, which obviously was a unique situation. And My only hope is that Jacksonville State doesn't outdraw Maine. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that's embarrassing. I, I hope the Maine fans show out and, and, and make sure that whoever flies up from Alabama that. Uh, doesn't outperform them at the turnstile, you know. That's the hope, right? Like, yeah. and I, I was, I was really confused about there being a Jacksonville State in Alabama. That was what confused me. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, there was a time, the first time I ever heard about that school. I'm sure I didn't know they were from Alabama either, but uh, in, in recent years, I've been made aware of it. They've been pretty good. I mean, I, it seems like they might have even had a win over a an FBS team at one time or another. They've, they've been, they've been decent. Um, you know, they've taken their, taken their annual medicine from an SEC opponent, you know, every once in a while. But, uh, at that level, they have been, uh, they've been a solid program. So they're going to be no joke. And, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting. The OBC did pretty well in that first round of the playoffs. Now, thankfully for Maine, they had a bye, but, uh, I always wonder if that helps you or hurts you. Helps you get your some of your injuries uh, sorted out, and some of those aches and pains a little, a little less gruesome. But uh, you know, you got a team that's got a lot of momentum coming in too, and that's the flip side. Yeah, they stay hot. I mean, they stayed pretty healthy as well. Um, uh, I think for Maine, they had to for them to compete. They were going to have to have this bye week because Ferguson wasn't going to be able to play otherwise. Um, yeah, and, and obviously I, I think being at home is going to help. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it didn't help them against UNH, but that's a rivalry game, so that's maybe why it didn't, <laughs> didn't help them. You know, I mean, it's one of those throw-out-the-records moments. But this obviously is a situation where a team from the South is, is going into an environment that they're not used to. I mean, yeah, people, they play in cold weather down here, but certainly haven't played in it a lot this season. They certainly, uh, uh, let's say this, they certainly looked rather chilly at 39 degrees the other night against Eastern Tennessee State. What's the forecast for Saturday? Uh, like uh, partly partly cloudy, 30, 36 degrees. I mean, it's not. Yeah, so that's comparable. Yeah, I mean, it, and they look, like I said, they looked chilly the other night at home. Like they were all kind of bundled up like it was, you know, like it was 
Bengals Chargers Ice Bowl 1981. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> which I'm familiar with in my part of the world. Right. So there was uh, there was definitely some some of that there. So we'll see what happens. My my biggest concern in this game is teams with good receiving cores have really done well against Maine this year, especially if Maine can't get pressure on the quarterback. And because basically you can't touch receivers now without it being a penalty. Um, My thought is that their receivers are so much bigger than the main defensive backs. I mean, they're going to have to get up and make plays, but you're talking about receivers that are like 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", going up against uh, defensive backs that are 5'10", 5'11", 6'1", maybe. So with, with the right type of spikes on. So if the quarterback, who's another freak athlete in his own right, is just able to throw that ball up where they can get it. There's going to be a lot of jump balls. But, I mean, this team, secondary, uh, secondary-wise, you can talk about the offense all day. Yale threw all over them. All over them. And that Yale, that to me, you know, I looked at that Jacksonville State team, and I thought athletically, in terms of receivers, quarterbacks, you know, they're, they're, they're just as good. So Yeah, on, on a small level, this is like an SEC versus Big Ten yeah. or, or ACC type matchup because the guys that Jacksonville State gets are guys that you know Alabama or Auburn didn't offer, so they've got a chip on their shoulder and they go to Jacksonville State. But from, they're from that part of the world; they're seeing that level of competition from from high school full. So uh, it is it is a big challenge for me. I don't think uh, I think you can overstate that. I mean, I, I think they got to they've got to have a good game on special teams. I mean, special teams basically won the Elon game. I think you got to they got to show up again and and have that kind of day. I mean, we we always say that at playoff time, but I think it's crucial. You got to find a way to maybe get some points uh, off your kicking game uh, to to have a to have a shot even at home against a team like that. So, we'll we'll see. I'm I'm certainly certainly pulling hard for them. Is this on TV anywhere? Uh, ESPN plus uh, ESPN three. Yeah, figured. I figured. Yeah, it was on one of those. Yeah, it'll be on. It'll be on platform. ESPN three, and uh, it, it's not the one you got to pay for. It's just the one that you log into the ESPN app for yeah. with your subscription, and there it is. Right, there it is. Cool. Allegedly, so we'll see. <laughs> you it never could, know how that's going to work. Well, it could be. It could be like the. Um, it could be like the main women's game a couple of weeks ago that was on ESPN plus, and it didn't make it due to technical difficulties because apparently they couldn't figure out how to connect to the internet in in the Cross Insurance Center. So. Yeah. I mean, I figure at some point maybe you'd want to go in and check that out beforehand, but, you know, I what do I know? I only I only do that for high school broadcasts, yeah. you know. So you get so, on the day before, what do you think? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, you're you're kind of in uh you're kind of in double duty season now. You've been following main hardcore, but you got high school basketball starting up. So I do, yeah. but the good news is I don't have to do as I you know, I didn't call a single football game this year. That is wild. Not one because I, I had enough. I had enough of a crew. Basketball season and hockey season will create the biggest challenge for that. So we'll see how that all goes. But. I'm gonna be doing some play-by-play. We're gonna be doing some Scott County basketball games on our newspaper website uh, on a once-a-week basis uh, throughout the regular season. So people want to people want a good uh, wow. some entertainment, some entertainment, and a good laugh. Listen to me call basketball games. That ought yeah, to be a good we'll time. Have to, we have to tune in. Just to remember, that. just remember, the easiest phrase is when somebody gets the ball and they hold it. Fiddles and diddles. Just fiddles thank you, Johnny Moe. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. Cal Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. You can catch him in the Sun Journal every other week. Thank you very much, my friend. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Take care, Thank Cal. you. You can follow him on Twitter, too. Oaksy72.
It's a B-List Daily. Spectrum Healthcare Partners, Studios across the NBR Radio Network.